Welcome back to Archives of Favela Daily, the podcast hiding in plain sight in a magical world. Today is December 7th, equal to Sagittarius 16th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. December 7th, 1941 is the date the Imperial Japanese Navy carries out a surprise attack on the United States Pacific Fleet and its defending army and Marine Air Forces at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, an enterprising wartime inventor mailed her family to freedom. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Sagittarius 16th, 5941, FY, Fabella year, equal to December 7th, 1941 AD, Earth year. It's the resurgence age in Fabella, an era of war featuring the Electra Insurgency battling the devious Bloodborne Empire to reclaim the magical world from the tyrannical regime. The Bloodborne Empire is rounding up families they believe to be working with the Electra Insurgency. Elven maiden Suzanne Malik Hassam is the only one of her family to survive one of these raids and make it to a safe house operated by the Electric Insurgency. As time passes without any word from her family, Suzanne grows frantic and concerned about their well-being with each passing day. Finally, she resolves to work on a way to break her family out of the Bloodborne Empire. Suzanne is an incredibly gifted witch, but even she can't think of any known magical way to safely accomplish her mission, so she must invent a new method. Wizards have developed ways to expand the inside of buildings so they are bigger on the inside than on the outside. Suzanne begins to think there might be something there. There are 11 members of her family, too many to stuff inside a large crate or a storage container without being conspicuous. But the thought of a storage container gets the gears in Suzanne's mind turning. What if she could develop a way for her family to enter through something small, like a package, but immediately be teleported to a storage container? It seems impossible, but Suzanne loves her family just enough to pull out all the stops. She explores the very boundaries of magic and pushes it further 
than it has ever gone before. On Sagittarius 16th, 5941, the rest of the Hassam family, trapped in bloodborne-occupied Shangri-La, located approximately where India would be on a map of Earth, receives a strange package on their doorstep. Mother Hassam picks up the package addressed to the family and brings it inside. The package is a suitcase. When Mother Hassam flips open the suitcase, Suzanne pops out. Suzanne has figured out a way to seamlessly magically teleport people from thousands of miles away. The suitcase is a gateway to a storage container. All anyone has to do is step into the suitcase like it's a doorway to the storage container. The suitcase weighs virtually nothing. The storage container isn't necessarily in the suitcase, it's in another place entirely. Suzanne has just broken the laws of magical physics. She's responsible for the largest advancement in magical history. The gravity of the situation is not lost on Suzanne. She knows that if the suitcase falls into the wrong hands, it could spell certain doom. The only hands she trusts is her own. To make sure this new technology doesn't make it back to her and endanger her loved ones, Suzanne calls it a Kabratu chamber. The name Kabratu comes from an ancient ancestor of Suzanne's. She's able to smuggle her family into the Kabratu chamber, but the suitcase is the only way in or out. So the family mails the suitcase to a safe house for the electorate insurgency. Suzanne accomplishes her mission of getting her family to safety, but not without inventing something that could be abused by the wrong people. Suzanne keeps the spell she used to create the Kabratu chamber a closely guarded secret. She makes more Kabratu chambers throughout the years, but only when necessary to help the electorate insurgency win the war. When Suzanne dies in 5988, she takes the secret to create the Kabratu chambers with her. The Fabellan World Court keeps a registry of all Kabratu chambers, allowing active chambers to be passed down through family. Kabratu chambers were used from 5941 to the end of the magical world in 6035. For a variety of reasons, they could house anything from a secret medical laboratory to an entire family of 11 people. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.